Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for uh, the final day of March. And tomorrow's April Fool's it Day. It's crazy. Show number 224. Jerry Keezer still on his hiatus. Uh, I think he might be back next week or the week after. I'm not sure. That would be cool. We'll have to see. Tonight on the show, uh, we'll be speaking with uh, Shane Helms, the promoter of Waynesfield Raceway Park. And if you haven't heard, yes, uh, Waynesfield has canceled the four this weekend, as has Attica. So, Mother Nature again winning the uh, racing festivities for this weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. And uh, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Sorry, uh, folks. You ain't racing. Coming at you live from the Romulan Race Cars Hammerdown Racing Report studio. It is the Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway, working on our new uh, studio. And if uh, we have any carpenter. Uh, yeah, volunteers. Yes. Because this is a low-budget deal. Um, we, we have uh, pretty much most of what I need, but uh, we need a little countertop kind of made uh, for our for our mic. So uh, you can't tell with our little creative L- camera little, views. Uh, but Little L-shaped counter, probably yeah. uh, uh, four, five, five, five feet by maybe, three feet three, L-shaped. Like yeah. Yeah. And maybe with the where the corner is, it's flat. So it's not here. Clipped, I, I, I clipped, a picture, clipped yeah. a little bit. Yeah, like this. Yeah, right there. See it? No, yeah, right, Scott. <laughs> that's my, that's my engineering uh, drawing for it. Architecturally correct. Yes, that's it exactly. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. Uh, before we get to uh, Shane Helms here, uh, first have to mention Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race every Saturday night, starting in uh, less than uh, a month now. Yeah, April thirtieth. Yeah. And just an FYI, Scott, Oakshade is not rained out this week. Not this week, no. That's because they aren't scheduled to open for I think another glad, month. Glad you clarified that. Yeah, uh, check out OakshadeRaceway.com. Uh, the 2022 race schedule is on there. And, uh, of course, I just mentioned Bill Reckner Memorial is going to be the opener on April 30th, Saturday night. Freeze frame photos, make sure to contact... Uh, Charlie, for all your racing photo needs, from action shots to victory lane, they have all your favorite drivers. Uh, they also do special photo shoots, so if uh, your car is looking good right now. And, and you're worried about what it's going to look like a after, month from now. Yes, uh, call Charlie, get some uh, get some cool photos made. Maybe you could uh, get like 12 of them taken for those uh, custom calendars for next year. Those those calendars are so cool, Scott. There you go. Uh, Charlie's number, in case you want to do, call him, 419-476-9978. And... Uh, yeah, you can check out uh, Freeze Frame Photos online on uh, Facebook, if you wish. Freeze Frame Photos online. Yeah. Okay. Search for That's their username on Facebook. Because they don't have a web page. So go there. Yeah. How about uh, we talk to uh, Shane Helm? We got all kinds of stuff uh, tonight, too. We have uh, uh, some news with uh, Buddy Kofoid. We mentioned, was it last week we mentioned that news? Or was it we two did. weeks ago? We did. You know, there's no pressure on him. That, that number 51 truck, that... That thing never does anything anyhow. No, Kyle Busch Motorsports usually fields some uh, pretty pretty underpowered uh, vehicles yeah. there. Never get any kind of success. He's but. stepping right into the top right in the series. Yeah, well, he is the defending uh, uh, USAC uh, National Midget Champ. He is, and Scott, I watched uh, I watched his Power Eye races uh, from last weekend. Uh, he won Friday night and Saturday night. was a spectacular race. Uh what an amazing talent he is. And he's uh, he's got a little uh, video that we'll, we'll show here uh, a little bit later. First, uh, why don't we get Mr. Helms on, on the horn here. We, this will be the first time we've talked to uh, Shane Helms of Waynesfield Raceway Park. Yeah. So it was scheduled to open this weekend before Mother Nature had other plans again. Shane? Hello? Hey. It's uh, Scott hey. Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Hammerdown Racing Report. How's it going? Hi, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Oh, we're wonderful. Glad glad you're with awesome. us. Well, it uh, how how wonderful are you? Uh, I, it sounds like uh, we we were already uh, getting canceled this weekend. Pretty much everything is, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean it's such a 
tough time of year. You get moisture in the ground. You, you just kind of don't know how long it's going to take. And yeah, I just tried to get things to where we thought we could get it accomplished. And then, you know, you got uh, this weather acting like this now and this thing will dry and, you know, the rest of the weekend looks like more rain coming in. So, yeah, you just got to pull the plug sometime, you know, when you get to that situation. Rock, track would have been rough, and I just didn't want to see things tore up. It would have been tough to get it in. And it would have been chilly. And it would have been cold, <laughs> yeah. Ron's an old guy. He doesn't like the cold anymore. Nope. Even, even though he races at Sandusky every New Year's Day. Everybody does something <laughs> stupid once in a while. <laughs> that's tradition, though, right? That's a little different. That's, you betcha. That's right. So uh, I went... Uh, how do you get the, the track ready? When do you start working on it? I mean, have you been working uh, on the track the last few weeks? We've done a little bit. Um, you know, you try to move a little dirt around and get things uh, situated, graded the way you want it. And then uh, you beat it in a little bit and let Mother Nature um, have her way. We do that pretty much after every race, kind of get the dirt back where we like to see it. And then... Uh, you know, for a little rain, not too much, but a little bit of rain. Then when you get a few days out, um, Greg has been a great help for me. He'll start start putting water on it, and uh, uh, it gets to be the day or the morning of, and I might show up and help him out a little bit. <laughs> so you got you got people to to take care of that for you then. Yeah, well, Greg, the owner of the racetrack, he's a uh, great job. Uh, Cammy, you know, they've been running that place for a while. I think Greg and his dad built the place. And uh, so he's he's uh, he's a guy with a lot of energy. And uh, he's just a great, great individual, hard worker. And so he's he originally called me a few years ago and just said, hey, I'm getting to be too much. I'm kind of tired of doing it. And, you know, would you be interested in, taking it over and I said well I'd, I'll do it if you help me and so we've been working as a team I guess and build a good relationship a uh, good friendship and you know he's a great guy now is this is this the uh, third year you've been uh, putting on events down there uh, I think it has been. <laughs> I think so I mean we missed uh, what year was that 2020 2020 yeah I think we started the year before that, so I don't know. Might have been, might have just got two years in. Okay. Uh, well, I think I might call you back and tell you I'm wrong, but <laughs> yeah, just two or three. <laughs> so, uh, as far as the the schedule goes, uh, I know you you you've been running a limited schedule there. Um, originally supposed to start this weekend. Uh, next race is now going to be the opener on uh, May first. Um, what's uh, what's the, the thinking behind uh, running the, the limited schedule as opposed to, to trying to do a weekly show? Well, you know, it's kind of didn't want to step on it. I don't want to hurt racing um, in any way. I don't want to hurt it. You know, the promoting deal is, you know, everybody ought to try it. Um, <laughs> it it's tough. So I, you know, I, I wanted to be something that I could add to, you know, Ohio racing and not take away from other racetracks. And it's not easy to do. I mean, you kind of, you get several tracks run Saturdays and, you know, basically Attica and, and, and Lima, I guess, running Fridays. And so just picking a date that I'm not hurting anybody else was the original. I wanted to come into this thing and, and kind of get my feet wet, so to speak, and see what we could do and uh you know figure out where we fit in with the local racing uh scene i guess so that was i don't know if that explains it well enough but i just wanted to fit in and not hurt anybody now is this uh your first uh promoting experience uh doing uh, the the events at waynesfield yeah i mean you know been around racing the whole life um you watch from the outside and you think <laughs> you think the things you would have done different or what they should have done, but, uh, basically having, you know, my name on it, I guess, and making the decisions and schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. This is the first time. Okay. 
Well, and, and Waynesfield's a, a good track. I personally have not been there. It's one of the uh, the tracks that are still on, on my bucket list, unfortunately. Uh, like you said, though, I'm usually tied up at a, a different track on, on Saturday nights. But uh, a lot of the drivers we, we speak to, uh, they they uh, mention Waynesfield as uh, one of their favorite tracks. Or uh, maybe their, the, the favorite track. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, why, why do you think that is? Oh, that's, I think. Cole Duncan said it best. He said it's like uh, fighter jets in a gymnasium. That's right. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we talked to him too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, if you guys haven't been to Waynesville, you haven't seen the best racetrack in the state of Ohio. Um, it's a fast racetrack. <laughs> as small as it is, it races fast. That's the best way to put it. And it's, it's, it's wheel to wheel. Uh, you never get out in there and run away. Uh, as soon as you get out a few laps in, you're, you're racing the back of traffic and it's two, three, four cars wide. And, um, I mean, it is, I, you know, it would be prejudiced here, but if, if, if you told me I had one pit pass for the year, it'd be Waynesfield. I'd, I'd be at the racetrack to see the best race I could at Waynesfield. I mean, it's, I think it's the most exciting racing in the state of Ohio, bar none. And uh, when you started doing the promoting, I know you put a lot of work into uh, into the facility. Is any uh, any changes uh, fans or racers could expect to see this year? Yeah, we got a project that we're my company is doing in uh, Indian Lake, Orchard Island uh, section down there, and we've got some work on this year on three hundred nine. So I'm actually wanting to put another. Uh, course the dirt down get some fresh clay on the racetrack and i'm wanting to put a hill um place where i can add some more bleachers and get it up a little bit elevated more than what it is in turns three and going down the back stretch so you know we put quite a bit of money in it adding bleachers and uh extending the bleachers adding new bleachers and uh you know there's some things we want to do with concession and the restrooms and you know, just keep, uh, just keep building it up, I guess. So, but you'll expect sometime this year, I'll get some play down on it. And, uh, that back stretch, I got a little bit of ideas that I'd like to, like to do. Speaking of the concessions, what's your, uh, your favorite food to eat there? <laughs> you know what? I don't usually have time to eat, um, <laughs> but I think everything's good. Tammy show, which is Greg's, Greg's wife and uh, her sister have always run the concession stand. So, um, you know, obviously they've got the nachos, the sloppy joes and, and they, they grill hamburgers outside the concession stand. And I have some of those, I've had a few of those and they're, they're awful good too. Very good. Let's, uh, let's talk about some of the, the events you have uh, scheduled for, for this year. Um, you got the All Stars coming on uh, May first, and I think you, some of the uh, uh, classes that we're supposed to race this weekend are going to be added to that. Is that correct? Yeah, I like to get the modifieds. I mean, I've been getting hammered, um, <laughs> but you know, I don't have Facebook. I don't have the Twitter or whatever that thing's called. I got people that do that stuff for me. I can't. I'm just—it's not in my DNA to get on there, and, and and I know it's good for racing. I know it's—I know it's good, but uh, it can be bad too, um, depending on what's being and, posted. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the modified folks have been hollering to get it back in there. They were, uh, you know, Waynesville was like a tradition for them. I'm a sprint car guy, you know, and I wanted to see the sprint cars get to Waynesville, and, and you know, we've had some really good crowds. We've had uh, some really good racing. Um, so we were going to add them this weekend and we've been working with the D2 midgets and they're exciting group of guys too. Um, so we're going to probably try to bring both of those back for the all-star race on May one. Uh, and that'll be a Sunday. So I think we should be able to get both of them back and, uh, see how they do. I'll give the modified a chance to back up all that stuff I've been reading on the internet. Shane, uh, no secret that you're you're a big open wheel guy, but uh, Matt Shipley's wondering about uh, how about uh, getting the late models down there, and I'm wondering uh, how about a special show, maybe part of the uh, Attica Oak Shade Challenge, and throw in a, a Waynesfield show or 
you know, maybe reach for the sky and do a summer nationals race. Uh, late well, model, it's been quite a few years since the late models have been there, but uh, like the sprint car guys, I, I enjoy racing there. Right. I think that uh, in time, I would like to run um, once we, you know, I don't know if it'll be at the end of this year or, or what. I have been talking to some different late model folks. And if I do the late models, it'll just be a show for them. Um, but that's, I'm not, uh, you, you probably see it happen. I don't know how soon, but, um, I'm, I'm not against any racing. Late models and mods would make a pretty spectacular show. Hence, well, well, I'm not, I'm not against giving you guys the opportunity to back that up. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> So uh, what's uh, continuing on uh, with what you have uh, on the uh, schedule so far this year, you have uh, the next race after the first is going to be uh, May 29th with the Boss non-wing uh, sprints, 410 wing sprints, uh, 360 sprints. Is that going to be the, uh, the NRA Sprint Invaders? Yes, it will. Yep. Okay. And, and the USAC uh, Thunder Midgets. Uh, then you got the Ohio Sprint Speed Week with the All-Stars on June 16th, uh, the Rick Ferkel Classic. And then your schedule ends on July 3rd with Jack Hewitt Classic featuring uh, the Boss Non-Wings and the Fast uh, 410 Sprints. Uh, is there going to be more events added after that? Or is this... We, we, will, we will see at that point in time, okay. but that's probably where we might uh, bring in some of those taxi cabs and run. <laughs> I think he's talking about your car, Ron. <laughs> that works. Or even, Shane, no, it's we, we, great... Go ahead. And I'm sorry. I said it's great racing. You know, I'm just pulling your leg. Yes, sir. Um, we've talked to a few promoters, and everybody is a bit concerned about tire and parts shortages. Uh, what's been uh, your research on that? Yeah, I've talked to some racers, too. I guess, you know, everybody's hoping for the best. But, I mean, it. I can see it could possibly be some tire issues maybe in the middle of the year. Um, that's kind of the feedback I'm getting. There's a lot of stuff going on. Supply is, uh, getting in my business, you know, getting pipe, getting anything that we need, um, can be a, can be a challenge. So, uh, you know, I am concerned, um, obviously what things may look like, uh, in the middle of the year, but, you know, what do you do? Yeah. One day at a time and you try to plan, um, for the next weekend and well, I just have to see, I mean, gas prices, uh, if they don't turn around and go the other direction, you know, you might see folks having a hard time getting, uh, to the races and I hope that's not the case, but you know, it makes it tough on the working man, uh, to be paying that kind of money for fuel and pit pass and everything else that goes with life, you know? So yeah, I, I think we're all kind of wondering what it's going to look like in a few months but uh and, and i know we've all got our fingers crossed and hoping for the best but uh, uh yeah i'm worried yeah now, well, an, an impeachment an impeachment would probably help a lot uh <laughs> you know opening yes, up sir. the pipelines again and start producing our own oil i mean which makes all the sense in the world Anybody who believes in climate change has got their head so far up. So I, I'll just stop there. You guys didn't pay for that. Are you friends with Chris Mize? <laughs> I don't know him. No, <laughs> <Okay>. I don't. <laughs> um, I totally lost my train. Oh, uh, going back to <laughs> sorry about that. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Going back, we were talking racing, wasn't we? Going to back to, to talking about the uh, the rising costs uh, of racing. Uh, uh, are you doing anything uh, with with the purses payouts uh, for for these races? Yeah, we're kind of. I, I haven't advertised what. Obviously, the All Stars are uh, six thousand a win. Um, they were we're paying the mods. I think the regular seven hundred, and we may do a little bit more for them uh, during the All Star shows. Uh, the huge deal. I'm working on some stuff, and I'm not. It's hard for me to go ask for money. I'm. I, that's something I got to work on a little bit. But uh, you know, I'd sure like to make that Hewitt deal um, a lot bigger person than what it's been. I think we've been around four or five, but uh, um, that's that's the show I'd like to be able to um, add add a lot more money to. And we are working on that. Um, 
Jack's just a phenomenal guy. I just appreciate that he lets me uh, promote his race there at Waynesville. And it's been there for a while, but, you know, he's, there ain't nobody like Jack Hewitt. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, even today, he's, he's just, he's just an amazing individual. Of course, you know, Bob Hampshire and him had such a, oh boy, it was a phenomenal career racing together, those guys for a while. I mean, it was, they were hard to beat in whatever they did. And, uh, of course, you know, Rick Furkle to be able to just thank him, you know, while we, you know, he, he, he's done as much for uh, the state of Ohio as in, in sprint car racing as anybody else that I can think of. So those guys are legends to me and it's neat to promote them. But, you know, the, the Hewitt deal would be, uh, I'd like to find a main sponsor for that and, uh, really put some money up there. We had, uh, Jack, uh, on, uh, about a month ago, month, maybe right. two months ago. And yeah, he was, that was fun. Show. That was fun. Dr. Yeah. Uh, but do you know uh, Dwayne Hancock with the uh, AFCS uh, series? Yes. Yeah. He, he's he doesn't have a problem asking for money, and he's good at it. He's good <laughs> at putting stuff together. I need to get with him. Then. There you go. That's for sure. Maybe he yeah. can do something. For tell him. I, tell him to get a hold of me. I got a job for him. There you go. <laughs> um, we had some people in the comments here. Uh, uh, spouting off some other uh, classes that they'd like to see at Waynesfield, including <laughs> stock car. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you probably heard them all. Uh, stock cars, the dirt track truck series. So, I mean, at least you don't have a, a, a problem with uh, interest in, in getting racers that want to come to Waynesfield. No, absolutely. Yeah, and I and, and, and I I respect everybody's opinion. Uh, and, and, you know, you just one day at a time or one race at a time, I should say, you know, this, uh, working, coming into a new environment, you know, Greg was ready to, you know, he was ready to close the doors. I mean, he, I think he's, you know, at that point where he's done everything he's wanted to do is his family's, uh, moving to Florida. And, um, you know, I, I don't think he wants to be tied down to it as much as he has been in the past. So, you know, I, I just kind of came in to work with him. I needed to learn from him obviously a little bit what he's uh, done over the years. And, um, you know, I, I can see if I get the right people in place and, and people I can <laughs> trust and, uh, you know, promote the, the track for me and, and be done or willing to work it. I mean, I can, I can see me letting go of some things if I can find the right people and running more, um, more than we are for sure. I mean, that's the goal. That really is. So everybody knows. I mean, we want to run more, um, find that day or that niche that we can run and not hurt Attica or not hurt Lima or anybody else for that matter. Um, especially we've been working with Fremont quite a bit and, um, you know, the great people there and that's a great racetrack. It's got so much tradition in the state of Ohio. So, you know, finding our niche, finding, you know, what works, what classes can maybe do more of a weekly deal. And I mean, we'll get to that point. That was uh, actually one of my questions. Uh, if there was, ever plans maybe at some point in the future to to uh to do a, a weekly kind of deal as of right now there's a track that's slightly to the north of you that uh that is leaving sundays wide open so i'm just saying for for a <laughs> weekly deal i mean i don't know i hear, I hear you that's what i grew up on sundays in millstream i mean that uh it's got a strong appeal to it you just you know you also got to look at uh you know, I'm, I'm don't know how to sometimes tend my words that they don't harm anybody, but you know, we're just, we've got a lot going on in Ohio and it seems like, um, you know, you put on a race this time of year and if it's 30 degrees and it's in, uh, Pennsylvania, you're going to have a packed crowd. You do that in Ohio. I don't know that you do so much. Right. Um, it's just the truth. Um, so you know, a Friday night and a Saturday night, are people going to have enough money to go on Sunday? And, oh, you know, true. you know, that's just a lot, a lot of pulling the teams, you know, a lot of guys, you know, they tell me it's, uh, you know, they make comments to me. They're like, if you ran every night this night, we'd be here, not there. I mean, I hear that all the time, but, um, you know, we'll just, time will tell where we need to set. And I, I mean, we're going to do some Sundays this year. So I'm going to find out, uh, how well they work. Um, you know, we're backed up on, on some holiday weekends where we're running Sundays. Um, so that's going to help us, but, uh, yeah, it's a thought. It's 
we're, we're going to analyze that and try to see what works for us, guys. Now, is that uh, the Sunday deal? Is that going to have like a, an earlier start time? Yeah, I think that we most likely will start a little early, at least try to be racing by six, you know, and, um, you know, maybe a little sooner, but it's kind of hard when you do that too in the middle of the summer when you're, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot hotter, you know, and hard to keep moisture in a racetrack. You start too early and, you know, it, it's always, windshield's good. You know, we got to keep it from going the wrong direction while the sun's out. But man, when the sun, when the, when the sun goes down, the lights come on, that thing goes back to life. <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty cool. So, you know, running early though, you don't get that effect. You get a lot of dust, you get a lot of rubber and it's a lot tougher to maintain, especially when you got a lot of sprint cars there. Yeah. Well, and the fans, you know, if the track dusts up, then, then they're whining about that. So yeah, it, yeah. it's a no win situation. Speaking of that, uh, is uh, promoting, uh, has it, is it all that it's uh, cracked up to be? Is it, is it what you thought it would be? It's got to be the worst job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I just love racing so much that, uh, you know, just everything that it takes to get, I love getting, now I've been working with Greg and I know Greg's going to start letting me have the racetrack a little bit more. Um, I like prepping the track. I really do. I'm a dirt guy, you know, and, and then, um, everything up to that kind of, you know, not my thing, but when the racing starts, man, I'm, I'm really glad that I'm a part of it. And, uh, I'm glad I don't have to feed my family with, you know, the, you know, the, the, the proceeds, I guess. But, um, like I said, the last few years that we raced there, we've, we've been able to stay on the right side of things. Um, finding some more sponsorship would make it a lot easier, obviously. Um, but, Promoting is a tough job and, you know, anybody that thinks they can do it and have never done it, they, they don't know what they're talking about, obviously. And, uh, none of the, the racing fans, the racing world, there's, there's never, there's always, uh, something to work on to get better. You know what I mean? That just, it's just the way the racing people are, but, uh, the, the racing folks as a whole, I mean, there's they're some of the best people in the world. They're just down to earth. They're, uh, they love their sport. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough good things about it, but you know, there's, uh, very rarely that you, that you knock it out and you don't ever have anybody saying you should have done this or you could have done that. So it's a thankless job. And I knew it was going to be like this, but I, more than that, I just love the sport. I want to be a part of it. And, and, uh, I'm kind of, I think this is my way of giving back a little bit, I guess. Shane, I, I've been in racing a long, long time, and uh, a lot of times I thought I, I could be a good promoter, but on the other side of it, I'm smart enough never to have tried it. <laughs> what are you saying about me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Shane, on, on race nights, uh, I, once the racing starts, uh, what, is, uh, what is your role with things? Do you, do you get a chance to kind of sit back and let, let your uh, – crew run the show or are you uh, officiating what what exactly is your role on race night well i've been uh i've been told to step back and just enjoy we got it and i told that gentleman that worked for me down there when he said that to me he says when i tell you that you got it then you got it but until i tell you you got it i can't sit back and enjoy it i'm just not that kind of guy so you know i'm working on the track, figuring out what the track needs, making sure, you know, people need to be called up to the line. I'm, I mean, I'm just kind of, I find myself, you know, going to where the fire is and helping out there. Um, when the racing starts and they're on the racetrack, I like to go in the infield and that's, that's when the features are running, that's kind of when I say, okay, you know, it's, we've done what we can and, and here we are. So, um, but a little bit of everything, you know, breaking up fights, I get myself involved in that sometimes. Um, People fight at Waynesfield? It, what? You know what? It's funny because I was talking to my guys today about Waynesfield. Some of the guys that work for me in race, and I said, there's something about Waynesfield. <laughs> I don't know if it's a full moon there every every race night, but um, I think everybody gets jacked up because they're excited to race. <laughs> and they're, they're on their the, – you know, I say sometimes you get a 10-second driver racing on a 10-second racetrack, and it and – it, can happen too fast for them if you understand what i mean and 
that's Waynesville. I mean, you don't have a whole lot of time to react or think about reacting. Um, you just got to hope you make the right choice. Um, it's so fast and so quick. So, yeah, people get excited, and you know, we've had a, we've had our share of um, altercations. Now, do you do you give the Earl Baltus advice uh, where it's uh, I forget how much it was if you, if you're going to fight, do it on the front stretch, and he'll give you an, an extra amount. <laughs> but if you do it in the pits, you're out. And there's a fine. <laughs> yeah, I went up to a race trailer last year, and the guy says, I know you're going to suspend me. And I said, you know, actually, I want to thank you, because that was pretty cool, right on the front stretch. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it. you don't want to see nobody get hurt, obviously, and you got to kind of have some rules. Um, but you know what? I, I'm kind of old school, too. If something breaks out like that, you just, you let them get tired and you go in and break them up. It's like hockey. You know, yeah. something goes down, you can stop the fight. And that's uh, and that's kind of what the, they did at the Chili Bowl Nationals this year. Uh, the rule they had was kind of like hockey rules. You know, if a fight breaks out, drivers, you can do it from here to here, just the drivers, no one else. And then when someone goes down, they'll come in and break up the fight. <laughs> yep. I, th- I think that works yeah. as a hockey fan, too. So I'm all for that. <laughs> Uh, Shane, what, uh, uh, you know, this, uh, I, you, uh, you have another job. This isn't just, this isn't the only thing you do run Waynesfield for, for five shows, six shows a, a year. I mean, it's gotta be a lot of work, extra work on top of, uh, what you would normally be doing to, uh, earn a living. Um, what is your, your long-term plans with, with, uh, with Waynesfield? Do you intend to, uh, continue promoting for the foreseeable future here? Yeah, I mean, there's things that we we need to work out. I need to, you know, I am I am pretty busy. I guess we, uh, you know, the company has been doing phenomenal. We've grown. Um, we hit we hit up to Toledo, Louisville, Carver. You know, we're down in Delta or Delaware and Delta last year. You know, so we we encompass our, Finley about an hour hour and a half, and uh, that great guy's working for me. And you know, it's I started this twenty some years ago, and um, you know, I'm training that next generation, my boy, and uh, a couple of key people that have been here to start taking more of a management role here. Uh, I'm only 54, though, and uh, with Waynesfield, it's almost, I got the same concept. I mean, if I can find the right people that, um, you know, can run things for me down there and I can make that place where it can carry its own and I don't have to throw a lot of time and money into it, then you know, easier said than done. I'm figuring out how to do that. But if I can do that and I, I can see myself, you know, continue to, continually to add um, to the benefits uh, for the race fans at Waynesfield. And, you know, I'd like to see some more big races down there, more divisions and more classes. And obviously to do that, we're going to have to run more weekends. And so it's just, I'm, uh, I've always built things brick by brick, I guess. I've not been in any hurry. I'd like to do things right. And if I can do that here in a few years, and we'll, you'll, you'll, consent, you'll continually see improvements there and um, more racing. But it's like I said, it's putting all the pieces together, and that's kind of what I'm doing right now. And obviously, Greg has an important part. I mean, I know he's wanting to slow down a little bit and um, get be less involved in how that transaction looks um whether i end up purchasing that place or you know we'll, we'll time will tell hmm. purchasing that place uh, i take <laughs> it that you've had that discussion with greg yes if, if uh, uh, uh ish i would get the, <laughs> i would i would get the first opportunity um i'm sure of that and uh and if and if he was at that point he would want me to have it so that's you know, I'm safe to say that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been conversations. Obviously Greg lives right across turn. You head out turn two, you'd run into his house, you know, he, um, you know, he's got a lot of time. <laughs> That's been his, you know, he done, he built that with his dad, like I said, and, uh, his dad's no longer here. And it's, he's got a lot of, he, he's, it's sentimental to Greg still. And, um, you know, but he knows that, there's things that he needs to move on and do also. Awesome. Well, uh, we appreciate the, the time, Shane. I know that 
your, fo- your focus now turns to uh, that Sunday show, May 1st, with the All-Stars and uh, most likely the, the D2 Midgets and the Modifieds uh, joining that. Um, what, uh, what, what do you do to get ready for that now? Well, we'll we, we got things set pretty good. We just need to, I'm sure by May, it's gonna, the weather's going to look a lot different than it does today, hopefully. And uh, so it's just a matter of, <laughs> yeah, just a matter of we get much rain, um, you know, we might have to drag some of the dirt up out of the bottom of the track and, you know, reshape it again. And, and uh, but, you know, we'll check, we always check the sound and the wire and wiring. Um you know, just kind of do walkthroughs, clean up, and get ready to go. I mean, it. You know, in a couple of days, we could be ready to race. Awesome. Well, definitely uh, keep us in mind. Let us know uh, when you decide to to bring the late models there, and or you know, street stocks, and and I'm sure Ron and I'll definitely be there for that. Absolutely. <laughs> if, I remember that. All right, <laughs> gentlemen, we'll, we'll we'll work on that. It's definitely not out of the question. All right, and if uh, people want to keep up to date on uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park, uh, website is uh, still waynesfieldmotorsportspark.com. Looks like that uh, yeah. s- still works here. Yeah, that would be my guess. <laughs> or search uh, Waynesfield Raceway Park on uh, Facebook or Twitter. It. I know you have That's people it. that handle yeah. that for you, but at least uh, uh, that way people can keep up to date on uh, what's going on there. And Shane, uh, we appreciate yes, the sure. time again. You guys have a great night. Thank you for the time. Yep. Thank you, Shane. We'll see you. Yep. Take care. Bye. There you go. Shane Helms, promoter at Waynesfield Raceway Park. Uh, first time uh, we actually uh, got to speak with him. It is. Oh, very cool. We'll have to get down there. I think I think you sold the the, the late models uh, on him pretty well, pretty well. I like how you uh, uh, used Matt Shipley, though. Well, I don't know if you saw in the comments, Matt had asked a question. I, I did. I did see that. So, so good job. Yeah. I know you had no personal vested interest in that at all. You like the way I transitioned yeah, into that, I right? It was very nice. Uh, coming up, we got a little bit of racing news, and we got that uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, Kyle Bush Motorsports uh, video coming up here shortly. First, your racing roundup. Uh, action from last weekend, of course, Attica Raceway Park. Uh, was rained out last weekend, and uh, spoiler alert, they rained out this weekend too. Cold it out, whatever you want to call it, weathered out. I, I don't know, just crappy. They'll be, they'll be back trying again next weekend, next week though. with the all stars. Friday, Saturday show next weekend. Yeah. What a big deal that is, huh? Yeah, opening night with a, with a huge uh, show, yeah, two day show. I think that might have been the last time I've been to Attica was uh, for one of those all star opening deals. What could possibly go wrong on opening night? Nothing. Yeah. What could go wrong on any night at a racetrack? Uh, the Bristol Dirt Nationals. Uh, Chris Madden won the uh, $50,000 $50, for the late models on uh, Friday night. Have you, do you have any desire to race on the dirt at Bristol, or is that too hard on a motor for you? I, I don't have enough motor for that. Oh, okay. But if you did, would would you? Oh, enjoy? I, I'd have no qualms about going there in someone else's car. <laughs> hint, hint. Uh, Saturday night, Bristol Dirt National Late Models uh, was won by uh, Chris Ferguson. So a hundred thousand uh, dollars between both nights, fifty thousand yeah. each night. That's some big uh, big money, and I think uh, I read some stuff, some rumblings about that may have taken away some of the competitors from the uh, World of Outlaws uh, at Cherokee. Did they get that show in? As a matter of fact, they did. Oh, all right. Uh, World of Outlaw case uh, late model series. Uh, we're racing Cherokee Speedway in South Carolina. Friday night, Mike Brown was the winner. And uh, Saturday, Max Blair picked up uh, the victory. Not to be confused with Brandon Brown, right? Correct. That would be an Xfinity series driver. <laughs> That's it. Um Okay. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, coming up next for the World of Outlaw Late Models was uh, supposed to be this weekend at Farmer City. Uh, but that has been uh, canceled due to the weather. I know, Surprise. shocker there. Uh, now the next event for the World of Outlaws will be at Atomic Speedway on the weekend of uh, April 22nd and 23rd. Back in the Buckeye State. Yeah. 
so far we haven't had much luck with the, well, I guess uh, some of the tracks down south did. But uh, uh, World of Outlaw NASA Energy Drink Sprint Cars uh, were in action in uh, California and started making their way back east. Uh, Bakersfield Speedway on Friday, Giovanni uh, Selzy picked up the uh, win there. Then they went to uh, Paris Auto Speedway on Saturday, David Gravel. Picked up the win there. And then uh, off to New Mexico, uh, Vado Speedway Park on Tuesday night, Brad Sweets led all 30 laps to win that event. This uh, weekend, the uh, World of All-Stars will be at Lawton Speedway in Oklahoma on Friday night. That's tomorrow night. And uh, Saturday night in Texas at Devil Bowl, Devil's Bowl Speedway. NASCAR action. They were at COTA, Circuit of the Americas. Ross Chastain picked up his first career win. I happened to, to catch the, the end of that. And I watched most of that race. It, it was entertaining. I was rooting Scott. for the dinger. I like the dinger I, oh, just because I, I like saying absolutely. his name. Uh, he had to be a fan favorite. Yeah, well, he got punted out of the way in the last lap there. Uh, they were racing hard. But, I mean, it's pretty much gloves are off on that final yeah. lap. Anything goes. So I guess everything's fair game. Uh, he was not so happy about it. But he did win. Uh, on Saturday, the Xfinity race. Yeah, pretty sure Bowman wasn't real pleased. No, either. no, he was, and he was kind of an innocent bystander of that. Well, he wasn't innocent. He made a. No, that's a, true. They were a, a pretty hard charge. Well, they were three wide at one point Absolutely. at a road course on mm-hmm. the final lap for the lead. So that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of road courses can't handle three wide. Yeah. So uh, that was the Echo Park Automotive Grand Prix. Uh, as I mentioned, Ross Chastain picked up his first Cup win. Next up for the Cup Series is the Toyota Toyota Owners uh, 400 at Richmond uh, on Sunday at 3.30. That'll be on Fox. I mentioned the E.J. Almendiger picked up the uh, Pit Boss 250 win in Xfinity action on Saturday at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, Xfinity action will be at Richmond this weekend as well. Saturday at 1.30 p.m. on FS1 for the Toyota Care 250. And uh, Friday night, Zane Smith. Picked up the win in the Expel 225 at Circuit of the Americas. Uh, they are off this weekend, the truck series that is. Uh, they will be back in action on a Thursday night, as a matter of fact, for the Blue Emo, Emu Maximum Pain Relief 200 at Martinsville Speedway. Uh, Thursday, April 7th at 8 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. I use Blue Emu. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Remember you mentioned Dude Wipes? Yes. A few weeks ago? Yes. They changed our bathrooms around at work. Yeah. And, uh, like, because they wanted to make more women's bathrooms. There was, like, three women's bathrooms, and they changed the executive bathroom to the men's bathroom. That's our only one. And there's there was dude wipes in, in the bathroom. Really? There. Yeah, I was like, Ron should come use this bathroom. Ooh. They have dude wipes. How are they, Scott? I don't know. They they look kind of dried out, so you, you <laughs> they look like they've them? been there for a while. You haven't tried them? No. no. Oh no! Uh, check out Diamond <laughs> Dominator Race Products. How's that for a uh, transition? Like, well, yeah, yeah. DominatorRaceProducts dot com uh, for hood scoops, nose and tail, and other body panels, wheel covers, all kinds of uh, parts for dirt, late models, modified sprint cars, uh, street stocks, and more. DominatorRaceProducts dot com or call four one nine nine two three six nine seven zero. Uh, also, Dominator Race products available from reputable dealers across the USA, including Ron Miller Race Cars. Does that mean that we are a reputable dealer? And uh, I might have to change that. You're right. Yeah. Good, good call on that. <laughs> uh, Big D's Pizza, Subs, Ribs, Chicken, and more in uh, Clyde. Give them a call right now, 409-547-1444. You can also order online at orderbigdspizza.com. Uh, I suppose I should update this because I have uh, Serving Jigs Dinner still on there. That was from... Uh, St. Patrick's Day. Could be some leftovers. Um, I guess uh, John Young went there this past yes, weekend. Yes, he did, he, and he brought back a couple of pizzas. Oh, did he? For you? Oh, yes. Uh, I saw he he tried the new steak nuggets, and oh, uh, yeah? he said they were awesome. Oh. Breaded, breaded pieces of uh, deep-fried steak with a uh, dipping sauce. As a matter of fact, after the show, I'm having leftovers Big D, leftover Big D's pizza. Why didn't you bring some over? Because that would have taken away what I could eat. All right, understood. Can't fault you for that. Uh, Give Ron Miller Race Cars a call at 856-7223 for Race Cars Parts Safety Equipment Service. Everything a racer needs. Just saw one of the uh, super stocks that came out of there with a new body. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, looking pretty sharp. We, we were pleased with that. Did you do the body on that or did Don uh, do the I, body? I did part of it. Don did part of it. Okay. Um, Scott Warner owns owns the car, and he and his boys are going to kind of rotate through it. And, and they're all a little on the tall side, and that car had a relatively short roll cage. And uh, we had to uh, increase the height of the roll cage and then mount the body around it. And I thought it came out really well, Scott. I didn't even notice it was raised. Yeah. I did not know that. So it there was. Remiller race cars. He raises cages. He had to keep their little domes under the Roll cage. Got to protect the domes. Uh, and speaking of which, you also sell helmets. Yes, we do. And other safety and, equipment. And the Warner family bought a nice carbon fiber helmet. So, yes. We Just can. one? Yeah, they plan Did on they trading all? it around. Ew. I don't know about that, Scott. I, it's a, I don't know about that decision. The The brothers. Brother. Scott oh. has his own. Oh, home. Scott has his own. Okay. Yeah. Well, then that's yeah, fine. But, as long. But, but the two boys will be trading back and okay. forth. All right. Um, uh, racing news. Uh, we have uh, this Buddy Kofoid uh, announcement that we made uh, a week or two ago. Uh, there was rumors swirling around that he would be making his NASCAR Truck Series debut. Apparently, it's pretty official. With Yeah, actually, as of about an hour before we came on, it was official. Uh, making his uh, NASCAR Truck Series debut at Bristol two weeks, 15th? Yes. Yeah, Easter weekend uh, on the dirt. And uh, he put out a, a little video here that uh, we're going to check out here. Buddy Kofoid has been on our show two or, Several three, times, two or yeah. three times. And uh, really feels good to see him hopping into that truck ride. Yeah, I think he's a little excited too. It seems like it. <laughs> um. Here, let's check that out. Let's pop this here. And uh, here's uh, Buddy Kofoid arriving at uh, Kyle Busch uh, Motorsports. Excuse me? I'm here to see Kyle Busch. I'm Buddy. Buddy the dirt driver. Who sent you? Mobile One sent me. Wow. This looks like Santa's workshop, except it's filled with Toyota Tundras and race wind banners. Buddy the dirt driver, what's your favorite racetrack? Sorry, I can't ride his address way up. This is where Kyle Bush works. Kyle! Kyle! It's me, buddy! You're not the real Kyle. Have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous! Not too fast, buddy. Wow! Rowdy Sundra. You gonna make it fly, buddy. So there you go, the official announcement, uh, Buddy Kofoid running the uh, number 51 Kyle Busch Motorsports. That is so cool. Truck. It yeah. really is, Scott. He uh, definitely uh, deserves it. Defending, uh, was he, 2021 USAC uh, National Midget Champion. Right. He wins in everything. And you said uh, I, you saw him this weekend. I, I, they, uh, some butt. I watched his uh, his two races this, this weekend. Uh, just spectacular driver. Um Hits his marks every time. Predictions uh, for him in that uh, truck making his debut? It's a totally different venue. I don't know if he's ever driven anything. But the other drivers, are that's not what they normally are driving on either. Yeah, well, I've, I've seen Scott Bloomquist hop in a truck and totally embarrass himself. <laughs> so, um, nothing Bobby Pierce jumped in the truck and finished uh, second what a couple times right at Eldora nothing, nothing but the best for Buddy and and I'm sure this is going to open some doors his credentials as a driver are amazing and uh would be great to see him go to the next level <laughs> well he'll he'll have uh, a lot of eyes on a lot more eyes on him uh than he already has so we wish him the best of luck with that and uh, what a nice kid he really is Scott Absolutely. Did you hear about this, about the uh, Summer Nationals? What? What? Uh, teams making the uh, summer-long commitment to compete in every dirt car Summer National late model race this year will be eligible for a new tow money program. The uh, For every 500 miles uh, a team travels, uh, they earn a $500 bonus. Dollar a mile. Hmm. There you go, pretty much. 
So a, the uh, a, a toter and a stacker trailer <laughs> uses more than that, but that's okay. Right. It's in in today's fuel economy. Ooh, yeah, it helps. That Every could, little that bit could helps. be huge. The total traveling distance for the tour is uh, five thousand five hundred miles, which means uh, teams could collect five thousand five hundred dollars in tow money. Yeah. So, and if they win, that's on top of that. So, yeah, I was going to ask: Is that on top of that? Or? That is, yes, that okay. is on top of that. The uh, Progressive Points Fund scale introduced last season will again be in effect uh, this year, offering a potential of thirty-nine thousand uh, dollars for the championship that will go to the winner of the prestigious late model tour. For every event completed after the twenty-fifth, uh, an extra two thousand dollars, up from one thousand in uh, 2021 will be added to the champion's check, which uh, summates to uh, $39,000 if all 32 events on the schedule are completed. Ooh. It's a lot of races. It, it, it's a lot of racing. And it says completed. So, I mean, if you complete all 32, that's amazing. It feeds in itself. Yeah, and, and that's assuming there's no weather-related incidents. Well, that may cut the, yeah. That that would that that, that would yeah, cut yeah that, that'd cut it. But it also cut your travel too, assuming you didn't travel there and then it was rained out. Well, and that's, that's worst case the scenario. Yeah, uh, Bubba Wallace lost a wheel during uh, uh, the race at Circuit of the Americas last weekend, and as a result, three te- team members, including his uh, crew chief, have been suspended for four races. Uh, it seems to be a common thing where. Wasn't there a financial wheels. fine? They they announced early in the year, Scott, that if you lose a wheel. Your crew chief is going home for an undetermined, at that point, amount of time. It's not the crew chief's fault. It's the guy putting the wheel on. Well, and the commentator... And then if you get rid of that guy and get a backup, he may not do it as well, and they're going to have the same... It's, oh, just yeah. like a, it's like a vicious cycle. How many tires did you see come off when they had five lug nuts? Not as many as... Uh, Hardly ever. Yeah. I think maybe that's something they need to look at for next season. It really is. And, and I guess there's an issue of the locator pins have to be exactly locked into the wheel for them to tighten properly. And I think they determined that in, in that case, the, the wheel was tightened, but the locator pins weren't engaged. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And, and the – and. What's going to happen at Bristol when when they start parking cars for the tailpieces coming off? And they've already announced that if the tailpiece comes off of your car... Are you talking about the rear of it or yeah, the, the yeah. new fins on the bottom? No, no, no. The the rear bumper cover. Is that something that they that's going to happen? I haven't heard anything about this. This is news to yeah, me. Yeah. No, if, if the rear bumper cover comes off, you're done. Really? Take it to the trailer. They can't put it back on? No. Why? Because then there'd be like a late model? Yeah, because then it's a, a huge arrow advantage, and it keeps the guys from making... Why not just pull them off before the race and then have everybody not have one? What's going to happen at Bristol, Scott? <laughs> I'm just saying. I guess we'll find out on Easter weekend, and which is another weird thing. They're racing on Easter weekend. Yeah. Typically, they take that weekend off. So. And, and Martinsville may be interesting, too. Why is that? Same deal? Same deal. Okay. Uh, Formula One revealed plans to return to uh, Las Vegas during the 2023 race season next year. Really? Yeah. Officials from Formula One and the Las Vegas uh, Convention and Visitors Authority announced on Wednesday night that uh, the Las Vegas Grand Prix will uh, run on a Saturday night in November around the iconic uh, Las Vegas Strip. It will be the third Formula race in the United States, joining the longstanding United States Grand Prix run annually at the uh, Circuit of the Americas, where NASCAR just ran, and the uh, Miami Grand Prix that will debut in May of this year. So the Vegas race will be a for real street race. Yeah, that could be on inter- the Strip. Yeah, that could be. They should do it at night. That would make it cooler. Ooh, with all the neon. Yeah, yeah. There might be some dark parts of the track, but uh, I guess they've raced there before. Uh, from uh, eighty-one to nine or eighty-one to eighty-four, the uh, Caesar's Palace Grand Prix. Right. So in the early 80s, they ran there. Uh, th- this is something, kind of, actually, we'll skip that. We'll put that to the end here. Jessica Friesen, speaking of uh, Bristol, uh, wife of uh, NASCAR driver Stuart Friesen, made her debut in the uh, NASCAR truck series 
last year right. at the Bristol Dirt Race. Finished 26. She's going to return uh, to the Bristol or to uh, the Dirt this year for two races. Bristol on, uh, is it the 15th or 16th? Yes, sir. That weekend, whatever that Saturday yeah. is. 15th is Good Friday. Friday. 16th. So I think it's the 16th. Unless the truck race is on Friday. I'm not sure. Crap. Dave Kemmer, get on that. What's the schedule for NASCAR on uh, Easter, Easter weekend? weekend. Um, and then Knoxville? None, nonetheless, yeah. And she's going to run the uh, Knoxville race on uh, June 18th. So she's going to be making two races. Buddy's going to be in that same race with uh, with Jessica. At Bristol. At Bristol, yeah. And uh, what about Stewart? Uh, I don't know. He raced last year. Right. I'm assuming he probably will again. Wonder about Scott Bloomquist. Oh no, he totally embarrassed himself. They probably. What about that. Mike Mike Marlar? He's run the the trucks before, hasn't he? I don't know. I think he has. How about Ron Miller? You know, you could race that, Buddy Kofoid. There, there could be some real promotional advantages in having a septuagenarian in that race. I don't, I don't know that word. Well, somebody tell Scott what a septuagenarian is. It sounds like something that should be in the sewer or something. Oh. Or a bad disease. I came down with a bad case of septuagenaria. Back to reading your <laughs> notes, Scott. Uh, the final thing uh, here I want to talk about is uh, this uh, Melrose Mindoro School Board uh, became the first in the state of Wisconsin to offer auto racing as a letterable sport for students. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, competing students must be in good academic standing, show good sportsmanship, and race in a minimum of four high school racing association events, HSRA, uh, at an HSRA-sanctioned racetrack to earn a letter from the district. Well, I know that, that this kind of was a, an issue, not necessarily the lettering, but uh, when the Hornet class started at uh, Oakshade for, for the right, younger drivers, right. 18 to yeah, there were two four-wheel drive classes for a while. Yeah, and part of it was because they did. I don't recall the the details, but I think that the it was a they ran for trophies because only if, trophies because the kids couldn't race for money and still compete in, in other any school other high sports. school sports. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess, and this didn't say. I wonder if they still win money in that in Wisconsin. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think they should though? I mean. They're letting college yeah, football co- players get uh, paid money now. Yeah, and they could have trickle an, down to they, high school. They haven't announced what kind of money that's going to be. Yeah. So yeah. So okay. So that's kind of cool. I, I think that'd be cool to see in more places than just that one district in uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. That'd be cool. I that'd be sweet. Have a jacket with the letter on it. Yeah, I got this for uh, kicking some ass, running. Uh, or cylinder or something. I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't say what class. It just says as long as it's sanctioned by the uh, high school racing association. So, cool stuff there. That's all I got for news. Um, I think Dave chimed in. Did he? Uh, all right. Trucks are Saturday night. Cup is on Sunday night. Okay. So, and I believe 15th is a Friday. So, it would be the 16th. Okay. Is Saturday. 17th would be the uh, cup race then. Thanks, Dave. That's why we pay him the big bucks. Uh, Somebody's got to make it. Yeah, speaking of uh, Big D's Pizza, if you want to win one of these, uh, we're going to play how many. Last week's how many. Kind of mentioned that you have 30 days to claim your pizza. If you are a winner, uh, you have 30 days from tonight. So you have to claim it by uh, April 30th. So last week's how many was how many goals would the walleye score uh, hockey team on Friday night? That number was nailed it. Three. No, you said five. Oh, I thought it was. I thought it was Saturday's. Nope, it was Friday's game. Oh crap! Yeah, I think you said five. Is that what they scored on uh, Saturday? Saturday, yes. Yeah, yeah. You said five. I said four. So I was closest. And we had a uh, tie. I think we had four people guess correctly for that. So we're gonna have to spin the Big D's pizza wheel. Pull that up. We got the names already on there. Um, well, we did. There they are. Okay. Add that to there. Boom. There's your names. There's our four contestants for uh, last week's how many? They all guessed 
three. Now, if I can find the window, we will spin the wheel and find out who the winner is. Ron Hurlbert. Ron Hurlbert. Yeah. Congratulations, Ron. You have a uh, large Big D's pizza. You have 30 days to claim your prize. Uh, head on over to uh, Big D's and Clyde to uh, claim your prize. Give them a call ahead of time. Let them know you're coming. I can tell you for sure the pizza is awesome. Yeah, Ron's going to be going and getting some uh, here shortly. Uh, this week's how many was going to... Oh, crap. I <laughs> That's what I was man- wanted to talk to you about before we came on because I had uh, the same one that I've had the past three weeks. How many 305s at Attica? Think fast, Scott. Right. We've got to come up with something. Uh, what's going on this weekend? Everything's canceled. Uh, Number c- of the winning car on Sunday's race. Cup race? At Martinsville. No, they're at, at uh, uh, Richmond this weekend. Richmond, yep. Sunday's cup race. Winning car number. I have to write this down. Okay, so I have to choose first. Then. Yes, you do. Five. Ooh. That was obviously the best choice. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> What's Ryan 24. Got? 24? He's due. Well, they're both teammates, so we shall see. If you'd like a chance to win a Big D's pizza, go ahead and put your guess in the comments of our uh, Facebook Live or our... YouTube live, and you looks, can do that. Looks like that we could live. have a really crowded. Yeah, a lot of fives. Big Day's Pizza Wheel. Next Chris Mize is with you with the twenty-four. All right. Um, yeah, just put a number in there, and you're entered to uh, win that Big D's Pizza. We'll find out who the winner is next week. You have until we'll say, I think the race starts at three thirty, so we'll say three thirty on okay. Sunday, three thirty right. p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. That would not that. They they would know who the fast qualifier is by then. Well, what do you would you like the cutoff to be? Well, I'm, I, I don't just, know when. I just, I just are they qualifying? Yeah, are they qualifying on Saturday? Noon on Sunday. Noon on Sunday. There you go. You have until noon Eastern on Sunday to get your guess in. You can only guess once. If you guess more than once, oh, I left the flags in you your basement. Get the black flag. Yeah, the black flag. You won't get it tonight because it's uh, at Ron's, unfortunately. Um, the black flag will be here next week. Okay. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got then. Cup winning number on uh, the cup car. And your Big D's uh, racing pizza menu for this weekend has been wiped clean, although uh, I did see someone just mention that uh, Wayne County is still racing this weekend. Sam says really? uh, Wayne County has not canceled yet. So maybe some racing this weekend. We shall see. They're a little farther south, maybe. They're over by Cleveland, aren't they? Yeah, south. That's east. Are they south of Cleveland? Well, they're south of here. Okay. They're east of here. I don't know which oh, way County, north is. Yeah. yeah, Wayne County, we're by Cleveland. Yeah. Um, Akron. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, Attica show for tomorrow night has been uh, canceled. And the Waynesfield show for Saturday night has been canceled. So no racing in Northwest Ohio this weekend. But uh, racing sh- coming back next weekend, as a matter of fact. Waynesfield, uh, their next race isn't until May 1st. But Attica will uh, have that doubleheader Friday, Saturday with the All-Star Circuit of Champions. That's uh, the first uh, point event, I believe. Could be a big deal. All-Stars, yeah. So that will be next weekend. And uh, before that happens... Coming up uh, next week, Chris Mize is uh, going to be our guest on the show. Chris who? If he's not working, Chris Mize of Sandusky Speedway going to be talking about the upcoming season at Sandusky Speedway that was originally supposed to start next weekend, but uh, the Freddie Bender Spring Icebreaker Cavalcade, I think I got that title right, has been uh, canceled due to weather and electrical issues. So we'll see if we... We'll put you on the spot and uh, try and convince him to bring bring those classes, the UMP Dirt Late Models, the Fremont Dirt Trucks, and the uh, Oakshade Superstocks back in the fall. I, we'll work on that. I, I know you, you, ha- you got his ear, I think. So that's next week on the show. Two weeks from tonight, uh, try and get uh, Larry Bowes back on with us to uh, talk about the uh, upcoming season at Montpelier Motor Speedway. He's been doing a lot of work down there. Yep. So. 
and they've got an aggressive schedule this year. Yeah, running weekly. So, and they've had some issues the past couple of years. But uh, yeah, so cool. Thanks to our associate producer Dave Kemmer and uh, contributors Matt Swander, John Young, Doug Dock, and uh, Bob Stajak. Um, no hammer down hotline playback this week. Uh, maybe I should give out the phone number for that. I don't want anybody to actually call. Um, that number is. 419-318-3081, 419-318-3081. I'd be interested to hear your opinion on uh, uh, making racing a letterable sport for yeah. high school kids, or even junior high for that matter. Um, the way racing has been going, it could be grade school, Scott. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Go-karts. Yeah. Or uh, micro, micro sprints or what? Any sprints. Yeah. Maybe. There you go. Give us a call. 419-318-3081. Do it anytime, day or night. And uh, we'll play back your responses next week on the show, assuming there are any. Make sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Uh, follow us on YouTube as well. You can also listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever. You, we're on all of them. HammerdownRacingReport.com for more information. Join our uh, Hammerdown Army. It's a newsletter list. I still haven't set one out. I'm going to work on that this week. Um, make sure to rate and review us. Give us five stars. Share us with your friends, too. Chris Mize, crazy day at the shop today. I do need to speak with you. Tonight would be better. Tonight would be better. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, uh, presenting sponsor Oakshade Raceway, Big D's Pizza, Ryan Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, Dominator Race Products, and Headhunters Barber Studio and Salon. Uh, we'll see you next Thursday night. Bye. Bye, y'all. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.